1: Welcome to another episode of the Get More Success Show. Today, I'm thrilled to have with me the head of Ricky Richards, Mr. Ron Gottlieb. Ron, welcome to the show. Thanks, Warwick. uh, I was very glad to be invited. It's uh, it's an honour. So, I'm going to start with a question that I ask everyone who comes on the show, and that is, how do you personally define success?
0: It's a a great question. Uh, There's a personal side and there's a business side. So, if you say personally... Uh, satisfaction, happiness, uh, probably anything but money. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: What about on the that's, business side?
0: On a business side, I think, uh, you know, the easy answer to that is about, um, uh, about monetary gain. I, I, I think uh, we're all, it's the scorecard that's used in business, you know, the success of a business is you know, shareholder returns and how much you make per year and what your salary is and all sorts of things like that and, and that's an easy, it's an easy thing to sort of gauge.
1: Now having said that though, because I've worked closely with Ricky Richards, you've got a, a very, very good corporate culture that um, while money is obviously something that you're working with your sales team that you're focused on you've got an, uh, there's an enormous sense of family within within the organisation. How important is that to the success of Ricky Richards? Uh,
0: I think it's critical, actually. Um, it is something we nurtured uh, from the very early days. Uh, being a family business, I don't think uh, we're alone in that. I think there are lots of family businesses who, who do um, work along those lines. Um, how far up the ladder? Uh, you put it into or your priority list is, is something else. Uh, to us, it's always been a, a fundamental that people spend a lot of time either doing their job at the office, getting to the office, getting home from the office, traveling if they're, if they're having to do that as part of their job. And, and our philosophy has always been that people should have fun while they do that. And um, perhaps sometimes at the expense of other things, but uh, that's the way we, we roll, and, and that's what we do. It is critical to our success. We have a lot of people who are long-term here. Um, and as we grow, there are more and more younger people coming through. Uh, I hate to say this, but I used to be one of the young ones. <laughs> I'm
1: so, not, not so young anymore. So, so uh, how, do you nurture, how, do you, how do you nurture that sense of family? How do you nurture that fun? Like what, what sort of things do, do you, as the, the CEO, um, and also do you instill in your organisation to make that happen? um
0: from a personal level i have been told i'm a distraction at times so i guess uh i'm 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 often going around the place just check not really checking up on people but seeing that people are are, are having a reasonable time i mean you, you can do your work and still smile i, I think there are lots of businesses around that not like, a nice smile right uh, but i mean there are, as you know and you would have seen a lot of businesses yourself there are a lot of businesses um It's a very, I won't say corporate because I think that's unfair, but but I think it's just you've got to head down and sort of bum up and and that sort of thing. And I think you can do that and you can show your teeth. You can smile, you can laugh, and it is that balance that's the tricky thing.
1: Right. So for the people who aren't familiar with Ricky Richards, because you you really are a business-to-business kind of organisation, just give us a high-level view of who are you, how long you've been around, what do you do? Um,
0: well, we'll focus on the fact that we've been around in this uh, for, format or, uh, since 1983. Uh, my older brother Norman started the business and was um, uh, importing and, and distributing a, a few industrial textiles, which is like insect screening and shade cloth. Uh, today, uh, we carry a, a far wider range of, of products. Um, we basically have three divisions which is our industrial textiles division, which is uh, products like caravan, camping materials, tarpaulin materials, um, shade structure materials which we might touch on later on with our uh, melanoma initiative. Um, And then we have uh, window furnishing products which is particularly outdoor products. uh, Outdoor awning and blind fabrics and then our uh, most recent division which probably started about 15 years ago which is the digital print uh, media and substrate division which is all forms of fabrics and textiles that you can now digitally print. And that's a real, uh, not that all the areas aren't aren't great, but that's a particularly exciting area in terms of the fact that the innovation and the technology just moves so rapidly. uh, Before we turn around, something is obsolete and we have to go and find something else, which doesn't really satisfy our finance department.
1: (laughs) Well, because that's the thing, like in in that particular division, so you're talking about the big billboards that you see now, um, that's the kind of stuff they'll print on those sides of trucks. But some of those materials are also backlit. Like, I'm starting to see real estate agents print on materials and backlight it. So there's a whole uh, variety of options on how you can use that kind of stuff.
0: It, it is virtually limitless. Uh, when we started this game, probably about 15 years, ago, around the turn of the century, uh, to, to coin a phrase, I guess, um, uh, digital printing was very fussy. Your, mach- your materials had to have special coatings. Um, now they can digitally print on a mug you know, digitally print on it, they'll probably put your head in there, Warwick, and, and digitally print it soon, you know, they'll just do anything, the sky's the limit, and, and a lot of the times now, you can have bespoke product, so really, the only limit to your design is your imagination, imagine, you, can only, you only have to do one-off, rather than a thousand-off, you know, it's a really exciting, um, interesting area and it's, uh, and it's taking our company to a different place
1: too. So what's what's one of the most exciting things that one of your clients has done with one of your products that's sort of really leading edge or does something that's really, you were just like, wow, what an amazing thing. Um,
0: that's a really good question.
1: I, I guess um,
0: if I were just to, just to hit one straight away, um, and I touched on it earlier, in our and dark, going away from our print media side, because that's, imagination. I mean, yeah. they, they could print on anything, so you could you could take 50 things. But if I go back to our industrial side, I think what our guys are doing with our uh, our shade cloth in the shade structure market, and um, not only are you getting stuff that's aesthetically really pleasing and interesting, you're getting stuff that's of a real be- benefit to the community by, by supplying shade. We, we live in a really harsh environment, and using these sorts of uh, products to shade playgrounds and car parks and all the rest of it and it's not just a straight cover it's not just a tin roof it's um you know you've got architects you know you've got designers and and engineers and doing really clever things i i I actually i'm I'm in awe of those sort of people i'm not that sort of creative because
1: that's the thing it's not just all right let's just bang up a square bit of cloth that like you've got arcs and triangles and peaks and shopping centres that look like circus tents and you know really cool things like that that's exactly that's
0: a great term it is really cool um and it is it is really cool underneath of (laughs)
1: course it is of course it is (laughs) Uh, and that leads me to the the, what another thing i wanted to talk to you about um recently uh in fact it was uh 2015 at the tech specs trade show where we first met you released a new uh, initiative working with MIA, the Melanoma Institute of Australia. Tell us a bit about that initiative and, and what brought that about.
0: That's very kind of you to bring it up, um, because it is something that's that's close to our heart. So about a, a, a couple of years ago, I, for some for one reason or another, I had one of my daughters was uh, studying in the U.S. and uh, I spent more time there um, um, uh, on a personal level rather than just a business level and uh, I got to know the Americans quite well in, in their own environment and they're a tremendously giving and philanthropic uh, people they, they do want to give back to their communities, they're, they're, they're just interested in where they went to school and college and all the rest of it and they, and they do give a lot and I found that they were tremendously proactive on their, on their um, philanthropy rather than reactive and I find that Australians are also uh, very generous but we tend to be more reactive rather than proactive and i don't mean that with any disrespect it's just the feeling so so i came back and i spoke to my brother and my father and my partners i said you know our business has come to a certain level and i think we should do more we, we, we do do some charitable work we've done that over the years like like many people who'd be watching or listening to this will, will, will do as well and i i, I um, you know credit everybody who, who wants to do that sort of stuff and and i said let's do something that, that we can be proactive and, uh, you know, uh, you, you sit and think on things for a while. And because we're a wholesale, we're removed from the, the consumer, it's sometimes a bit difficult to put all these things together and tell the story and make it relevant to people and make it interesting to people. Um, going back to our shade cloth with our sun control products and our awning fabrics for our door, we're doing a lot of protection work and for some reason or another we cotton on to the melanoma Institute through contacts and what have you, and we decided that was a nice story that we could tell, and and it was relevant to our products. Um, and we, we formed a relation with the Melanoma Institute. And the bottom line is, we said we will give a percentage of every square meter of fabric we sell uh, in the next financial year to these guys. And it's uh, it's it's we are a for profit company, so we still want to push it out to our customers and get them to. Cap- to tail onto the back of what we were doing it wasn't going to cost them anything but the more they sold for us the more our staff sold to them and the more they engaged the consumer um, potentially the more we can give to the melanoma institute and we we made a decision to to give a minimum of one hundred thousand dollars this year and uh, i then challenged my my staff once they found out about who got on board and they loved it which was great that they were so keen And I challenged them and said to them, right, go out and sell more, because that's the minimum we want to give. And uh, today, if you don't mind me telling you, I think we're closing in on about $70,000 in just over seven months. So we're pretty pleased. That's fantastic. We're really pleased. And um, I guess, um, well, I don't want to... uh, Talk out of school. I wouldn't mind extending it down. We're going to see what happens at the end of the financial year, but we're 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 banking on this being the first of many many years of help. We want to help these guys. They actually want to beat melanoma. Australia has the worst case in the world. We all know that, and um, and we want to help them. And if they can somehow just keep winning this fight, and we're a part of it. We'll be very proud of our, our little little
1: part. Fantastic! Now, in the show notes, I'll put a link to the the Melanoma Institute, but also to your latest, because I know on your website you've got a, a, a like a fundraising thermometer. So, um, yeah. when you're when you're listening or watching to this, click on the link and find out where we're at, and uh, and even down the track, we'll make sure that it's active, so you can go back and have a look. That'd be awesome. That's fantastic.
0: Um,
1: and, and because this is also something quite personal, because uh, when I was talking with your sales team one of one of your team members actually had a melanoma, didn't they? Like, you know, and it sort of came out of left field. Yeah, well it did actually. Uh, one of
0: the things um, we're starting to do in our, 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 it's this is our first year, so we're dipping our toe in the water, we're learning about how to go about this sort of work and how to really push it uh, as much as possible. We do uh, attempt to ask people when our guys are selling, they actually ask people, have you been checked yet? And if you look at our business cards, um, uh, on the back of our business cards, we. We're proud of acknowledging our partnership with Ricky Richards and the Melanoma Institute of Australia, and I think one of the little logos there is, have you had your skin checked? Um, we told all our staff, go and get checked, and, and, and go and find out where you can go and get checked, because I think you can do it free in a lot of places, and one of the uh, women who worked for us, um, she actually wanted her husband to be checked, because he's quite fair-skinned, She's more. uh, She's a little bit uh, more olive skinned and they somehow got a two-for-one deal. You know, he was going, and then they had a spare appointment, so she went along with him without really thinking she was going to. He was fine, and she wasn't, and it was discovered underneath
1: one of her toes. And and, uh, so, (laughs) never known. Yeah, and that's it. And so, you know, you, you could very well have saved her life because it's melanomas are deadly.
0: If you don't catch it too soon, um, yeah, it, it's the, basically the Melanoma Institute of Australia says that they catch it soon. There's virtually a hundred percent success rate. Right. If, if, if once it gets hold of you, then it can be a bit more tricky. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so we're we're promoting that sort of thing as well. We want to just raise the
1: awareness. And as I said to you, if we can use our company for that, it's a great thing. Yeah, yeah. It, That's fantastic. It, so it's if everyone's fantastic. listening and watching. Please do find out where you can get your skin checked, and at the very least, do, it, do yourself a favor and go and get your skin checked, um, and chances are great that it'll come back going and giving you the all clear, but it's so important to check it out. So how has this association with the Melanoma Institute, how has this positively impacted not only the sales in your business, but the vibe within your, within your employees? Um,
0: in terms of the sales within the business, I, I can't really give you a, a, an answer yet. Um, I, I, I think it would only imp- help us improve. And even if it didn't help us improve in the first year, we were quite comfortable with that. Because I think like anything in business, there's, you've got to put your training wheels on. You know, I love overnight success stories. I've found that overnight success usually takes us two to three years. I, you know, and, I, and I reckon if it takes you only two to three years, you, you're going okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so it wasn't so much about that, it was, it was about getting it into play. Once you get it into play, you start discovering different things that you can do, and you, you, you tweak and you, and, you, and you you massage things along the way. So, from that point of view, we're very happy with the way it's gone. Um, and I think your second part of the question is really the relevant bit, the vibe. People get a buzz out of it. When we've presented now, when my, when, when my guys go out and present to customers, and again, this is part of the change of our business. We used to just be business to business, as you pointed out at the start, but now we're actually presenting to our customers' customer. We won't sell to them, but we're presenting the story. And and, and so our, our guys will talk about that, and they'll tell those people, please get yourself checked.
1: Yeah,
0: They'll ask them the question, you know, would you do that for us? And do us a favour. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that sort of vibe, I can't put a monetary value on that. Uh, Warwick, I, to me, I love it. That's that's the real deal.
1: And how uh, the Melanoma Institute, how are they feeling about the, the relationship? Obviously, they've got to be pretty stoked knowing that you're sitting at the 70 grand mark. But how do they feel about the relationship in the future?
0: Uh, as far as I understand, they're, they're extremely happy because I think they've got, um, um, I don't know, like a, like a sponsor or a partner, call us what you will, who's engaged. Yeah. We're engaged uh and not only we engaged, from, I guess, from my level as the owner of the company, but throughout my marketing department, who are obviously working very closely with them, and some of the salespeople have been out there. I think a couple of our guys have been on a tour once or twice of the Melanoma Institute facility there, where they're, you know, obviously not seeing patients, but just seeing what they're doing and how they're going about things. And uh, I guess we'll, we could probably... Um, um, find out when, when some of the initiatives of Melanoma Institute, I think they're ramping up their marketing as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the Melanoma March is, is happening and, and that's gonna be around the country and we're all involved in that sort of stuff and we're really
1: looking forward to all that. Yeah, fantastic. And, and looking at the SpecTech show and other trade shows that I've seen that you're at now, there, you have a very strong Melanoma Institute presence. Like, you know, you, you almost have more banner space dedicated to them than your own business, which uh, I think is, is refreshing, you know, in terms of it, it is all about how do we partner and present the partnered approach rather than look at us and look at what we're doing.
0: Yeah, um, that's a fair point you make. I, I guess with us, we've never been scared of doing something different. And, and if we're going to partner with them, well, we're going to partner with them. Yeah. It, it's not an ad hoc thing. It's not a part-time thing. It's, they're, they're, they're a partner with us. They're, they're, they're joined with us we're trying to sell more fabric which is going to help that, that, uh, protect people they're trying to protect people you know it is a partnership uh, and from our point of view we've never been scared of doing something different. I mean have a look at this head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so is that, has that been your approach in, in business all along like in terms of if we're gonna do it let's just do it let's get into it and go hard and see what happens if it doesn't work we say no and then we try something else
0: Uh, Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair point to make. Uh, When we started, we really didn't start with very much. There was a few staff members. Um, We were doing things differently to the uh, establishment. Call them what you will. Um, I guess uh, probably one of the uh, measures of how we've gone down the track, a lot of those guys uh, don't exist anymore. Right. And and that wasn't our, our intention, don't get me wrong, it's not like you target anybody. but we just went about our own business in our own way. We weren't particularly worried about convention, how people did things. If we thought it was a good idea, we'd have a crack with it, we'd fall on our face a few times. But, I, but you know, my personal belief in that is if you're not failing every now and then, you're not really trying hard enough. You're, you're just a little
1: too safe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so... There, We've forgotten the lesson when it cost us money, mate. Worry about <laughs> that. <laughs> so, really... so that's one of your philosophies. What have been some of the other the learnings or some of the, the strategies that you implement to get the success that you've had? Because, I mean, Ricky Richards is essentially the leader in the field in Australia, yeah. Uh, now you won't the... say that because you're the boss no, and it look arrogant, that's... but from from what look, I so know that's... of it,
0: yeah, we would certainly be up there. We we do like to think we lead the way in certain areas. Um, uh, we also respect uh, some of the good competition we have out there because I think that keeps us on our on our game. Um, if, you, if you you don't want to have that sort of, you use the word arrogant, you don't want to have that sort of, even that soft arrogance uh, creeping in the, in the game because it's, it can consume you and you can start believing your own hype very quickly. Um, I, I guess... Uh, you know it's going to sound cliched and what have you but some of the old style philosophies just hold through we, we live in a technological age and all the rest of it um be respectful don't tell lies don't badmouth any competitor um you know it's simple stuff but it holds true mm. you know, i i told I, I when when new people come on board um we we make sure you must not discuss things that shouldn't be discussed and always tell the truth. If you if there's usually only one truth, but there are plenty of lies. So if there's only one truth, that's the easy thing to remember. Yeah. Um, and I guess um, I guess one other thing that probably is a pretty strong philosophy in our place. New people come on board. Um, they are told no matter how young they are. Uh, and we've had some young people, 2021, 20, and as I said, I used to be that, now I'm not. Uh, but they're told from a very early point, even at interview level, you can walk into the director's office and tell them straight to, to their face that you don't agree with them, and that's fine. We don't, uh, we don't sit in ivory towers here, none of the management team, uh, none of the division managers, any, everybody is an equal in this place in terms of if you have an opinion but be prepared for a, for a, for a robust discussion and I, and I reckon if the young people really take that on board and I mean young in terms of age and young in terms of they've just joined up everybody's got to say yeah. and, and uh, as a director um, certainly I have a point of view and all the rest of it but I'm learning every day um, and if you don't mind me one other thing and um, I think it's pretty special in our place we're very fortunate to have a management team that is all female.
1: Right. Was that by design or is that just serendipitously happened or
0: I can't really tell you Warwick but I'm not
1: disappointed with it. Okay. Fantastic. I, I wouldn't be by design. I think we
0: I think generally we we like to think everybody's equal. You know, again if we go on a personal view, I think and I'm a child of the 60s and 70s but I think actually equality may have done some a lot of women a disservice. Right. There are there are there are things that women are just better at. Yeah. Sorry you men out there are gonna give it to me. But but you know, you ask me personal opinions and views and, and I I've got to make good of the fact that I try to tell the truth. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're very fortunate. And
1: and I, I have to say, I mean, you do have a very caring team and maybe there is some of that maternal instinct that, that contributes to that.
0: That's a good point. I, um, maternal or not, uh, yes, that, that term could be used, but I think there is just a difference. There is just an instinct there in general, you know. Instinctively, they do some things that, as caring as I think I am, and my family have been over the years, there's some things that just pass us by sometimes. Yes. It could be because of your upbringing, it could be because of your circumstance, it doesn't matter what it is. And I think they bring a different dynamic to the table, and we're proud of it because it also sends a message Either subliminally or not, to the rest of the team. You know, there are a lot of women in our team as well, and and they, I would think, see that this is a place where it doesn't matter if you're male, female, uh, twenty or or sixty. I mean, you know, lots of people. You know, I'm 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 glad I don't have to look for a job at the moment. I'm in my mid fifties and I'm I'm apparently unemployable on everything. (laughs) Probably I am, but that's for all sorts of different reasons. But from an age viewpoint, but from our point of view. We'll we'll put people on in their in their teens in their twenties. We'll we'll put people on in their fifties, and we've done that. And we've had them going past retirement age. They can stay here as long as they want if they feel valuable, and we believe they're valuable. But there's a whole lot of arrangements.
1: Yeah, things, I guess. well, that's fantastic. And and I know you know one of your your senior managers is actually based in the USA for for personal reasons and has been for some years. And not many companies would. Um, accommodate that so you know it is a credit to you that you're open to whatever working arrangement needs to happen so that you get the results that you're after
0: yeah you can't you can't fight the the, the bond of love can you <laughs> and and, and, um, and uh, Leanne had been with us for many many years and and, uh, and uh, fell in love with an American guy and still wanted to keep her job so we sat down together and worked out how it could work knowing that it may not but, and knowing there would be challenges. And there are still challenges to this day. There is a tyranny of distance in the world, no matter how the technology works, yeah. but we manage. Yeah. And it, she is a valued part of the team and has been for the best part of
1: 20 years. Yeah. Um. So, you're obviously, in your industry, you come up with some amazing and new products and your suppliers obviously supply them to you, et cetera. But where do you get these ideas from? Where do you get the... What's next in in the materials industry? Where, where do you get that from? Um,
0: good question. Um, I guess if I if I knew that I'd bottle it. I'd probably write a book. Wouldn't have to sell textiles anymore.
1: <laughs> book sales aren't that strong. I've got to tell you. Got my own book. It's not selling as well as I'd like. <laughs> um, it's
0: the darndest thing. You just don't know. You, you. You. I guess the real trick is. Be in your element. Be, be in your be in your industry. Be part of it. Interestingly, you've done a lot of trade shows, Warren. You know what they're about. The people who don't like trade shows, are the people who generally don't go to them, and the people who don't get involved in industry associations. I'm not laying judgment on that. All I can say is people do what they do for whatever their reasons are. When you do go to trade shows, you're in you're in a in an area where there are like-minded people. And you, and you expose yourself to these things. Yep. I guess exposure is really the issue. I, you, you walk down the street, you get an idea. Um, one of the things, I, I guess I read a fair bit of um, a fair few business magazines. I'm still a bit of a tactile bloke, but no, I do do it online as well. But um, uh, I do try and read about a lot of different industries that have nothing to do with us. Sometimes you can get the idea from the way someone else markets their product. And for whatever reason, they've done something that is just a little bit out of left field, a little bit different than what you're doing, and then you start thinking about that and, it come, and you try and bring it back into your into your sandbox, if you like. Yeah. It, and I guess the other thing is to, to be prepared to think differently. I guess if I ever have to sort of beat myself up a bit, it's because I've got myself into the same old rut again. And uh, I've got other things to beat myself up over, but you know. <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I mean, it's, it's, it's being prepared to think differently, being prepared to change how you go about things. We're going through a change at the moment, but as I said, our senior management team is, is all female. We've just appointed the first uh, general manager of the company who's not a family member. Um, and um, that's, they're sort of nudging me in a very gentle way, Warwick, you know, which, which I'm comfortable with, and, 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 you know, it allows me, actually frees me up to think about things, think about direction the, for the future, and, and, and sort of, you remember I told you I was a distraction, well, I'm, I, I come up with crazy ideas, which I think are great, but I get on the of
1: <laughs> but that's cool, that's cool. So obviously, you know, you've got a successful company, you, you live a successful lifestyle. What do you wish that you'd known earlier? What What would you go back in time and, and tell yourself um, to, to shortcut some of that success?
0: I don't think there's a shortcut, actually. Would I do things differently? Certainly, because if you wouldn't, you haven't really learned very much. Um, Probably I would have exposed myself to more outside influences rather than live within the confines of my business. I probably would have spent more money on that even though I didn't have it. Go and find it. Probably invest in in a learning culture earlier. We're attempting to do that now with a lot of our people, trying to educate them with different courses or whatever real exposure to other influences I think will be a, a real key um, key to it uh, because you can get wrapped up in your own way of doing things even if you are thinking differently and all the rest of it yeah, yeah. You, you can't beat um, joining um, industry groups or even groups that are not part of your industry but rather business groups that sort of thing uh, uh, presenters like yourself who will come and do um, you know, a half day uh, What's the word? Uh, presentation to, to staff—they're invigorating—and um, and yourself and others um, who do this sort of stuff. You bring a—you—you you have the ability to bring a freshness to an organisation, and uh, the best bit is when some of those things stick, and, and you hear it a few months later. Uh, you know, people are still using those terms that someone like yourself would have brought into play, and, and uh, that that that's a lovely feeling, and it's also the way of the future.
1: For you. Yes. Speaking of the future, what is the future of Ricky Richards holds? What's next for you guys? Obviously, you're going to continue your relationship with MIA, which is it's a very important one for a whole lot of reasons. But yep. what else? Um, I guess the way
0: we sell will will be different. Um, uh, the areas we expose ourselves to will be different. And we're just not going to be tied down on, on, um, on regular business. I guess one of the things we really want to do as a company, and and to to work for our our customers. So our customers are the guys who are producing a finished product for a consumer in Australia, whatever that finished product will be. Yes, we're an importer, and our raw materials come mostly from from overseas. We do have some local local um, excellent local products as well. One of the key things we'd like to do is we're moving away from the commodity style of product. Uh, the cheaper end of the market. We're looking for quality products from our suppliers around the world. Uh, we, want, uh, we have a number of uh, overriding conditions in Australia that demand high quality products. There are people getting away with um, cheaper product. And I think that plays into the hands of the, um, uh, of the importers of, of finished articles coming in. And we want to help the local industry grow their business. Australian know-how is second to none. Australian um, uh, manufacturing is second to none. It comes at a price, but so what? Most people usually want quality. And most people just want to know what they're paying for. And most people pay for
1: quality.
0: Mm. You know, I, I, It's rare to find someone who says, oh, by the way, put rubbish on my job.
1: <laughs> I've, not, I've not really met that customer yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You
0: know, so from our point of view, it would be about helping our, our customers. If we get it right for them, uh, then it'll be right for us yeah. and it's right for our suppliers as well. Fantastic. We have an obligation to all.
1: Yeah, uh, Ron, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us some insight to, to your world and the world of Ricky Richards. If people want to get in touch with you or Ricky Richards, what's the best way to do that? Um, go
0: to our website, uh, rickyrichards.com.au. Um, you can go on the phone phone numbers. We're in Sydney, 0297353333. Um, if anybody wants to contact me personally my phone number is 0419 I love talking to customers if they could be bothered bringing me and want to know anything more um, we're on email I'm sure on all sorts of other things you need to talk to the marketing department for that Warwick
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the website there so people get in touch again Ron thank you so much for your time I really appreciate
0: it good on you Warwick I really uh, have had a great time and thank you for the opportunity
1: You've been watching the Get More Success Show. Look forward to having you back next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and we hope you can get more success.